Hi friends, welcome to the Kansas City MomCast, a place to learn, connect, and grow in a relevant and intentional way. We're your hosts, Sarah and Megan. Join us as we interview experts in the field and hear from local moms just like you. This is a podcast for Kansas City moms by Kansas City moms. We know that your time is precious and we're grateful you've chosen to spend some of it with us. Thank you for being a part of the Kansas City Mom Collective community. Hi friends, do we have a fun topic in store for you today or what? Today we are going to be talking about all things ghosts and paranormal, but it's going to be specific to Kansas City. Sarah, Sarah, (laughs) what do you think? Ghosts are real. And I'm a big skeptic. My husband Mm -hmm. loves, especially Halloween time, um, ghost movies. Uh, I just, I'm just not sure. Yeah. I don't know how it fits into all of my other beliefs. And I've never Mm -hmm. had an experience to date that I can really point to that convinces me. (laughs) But we'll see after today. I don't know. Maybe in 30, 40 minutes, your mind will be changed. I feel like for me, yeah, I feel like it's one of those things, like, I think you'd have to experience it. For me, I'd have to experience it to believe it. And I, too, have not had an experience that would lead me to believe it. But I also have a very open mind. So um, we thought for this, in the spirit of October and Halloween, we thought it would be interesting to invite some real-life Ghostbusters onto the show. So today, we will be interviewing Elijah Buchholz and Shannon Johnson of Apex Paranormal, a nonprofit organization who specializes in paranormal investigations throughout the Midwest. Apex Paranormal has been around since 2014 in the Kansas City area. In addition to conducting their own paranormal investigations, they also lead ghost hunts, ghost tours, and celebrity events at various haunted locations across Kansas City. They have appeared on various paranormal-related TV shows and news broadcasts and will actually have their own show, Apex Chronicles out on Amazon Prime this December. Apex Paranormal commits to each investigation with dedication to help others find answers to their experiences and gain a better understanding of the paranormal world. And hopefully, Sarah and I, and you as well, will also gain more understanding of the paranormal world through our interview. Let's get started. Hi, Shannon and Elijah. Hello. <laughs> How are you guys? Good. Thanks for having us on. Good, good. Thanks so much for being on Kansas City MomCast today. Um, Sarah and I, we are so excited to have you guys here. Would you mind Would you mind start off by telling us uh, just about your team? Because we kind of shared your bio, um, but we want to hear more about your team. Um, and I personally, I'm specifically interested in, especially interested in, um, you said that on your team, you have mental health professionals, and I'm really interested to know why that is and kind of what they what they add. So, tell us about your team. Yeah, so <clears throat> we had um, well two mental health professionals. Now, when we first started doing this, we had three, and we worked together and just found out we had this common interest of all things paranormal and weird. <laughs> so, so cool. Um, we went to actually we started out going to the Belvoir Winery 
Okay, now where and is that? It's in Liberty, Missouri. Okay, okay. So we would go there. We'd let our um, spouses sit outside and drink wine, and we'd go run around the abandoned buildings. And, and every single time, we had crazy experiences there. And so we said, you know what? Let's let's do something bigger. Let's do a, like an overnight ghost hunt. Um, so we did. We went to the Missouri State Penitentiary and did one of their overnight ghost hunts. And just... It was insane from start to finish the stuff that we had happen. Yeah. And after that, I mean, we were hooked. We're like, okay, this is it. We're going to set up a group. Let's make this official. Let's blow all our money on these goofy boxes that <laughs> ghosts light up and, and go places and have adventures. And really, it just started out as kind of three buddies going out and having a good time. And since then, um, it's exploded. We're running locations, paranormal events, and doing celebrity events. And we added um, Shannon to the team, and we added a psychic medium, Allie, to the team. And um, just every year, new opportunities. Um, we've kind of been lucky that have come our way, and um, we're just having a blast doing it. So That's so great. So is there something that, you know, you said you – started the ghost hunting what led you to even being interested in ghosts or did you have early on experiences or what led you into wanting to even be curious about this yeah and I'll, I'll let Shannon field this one too I for me I had experiences growing up so I lived in a, a haunted farmhouse in the middle of nowhere in Iowa um, was the only kid for a long time. I lived on the second floor, the opposite side of the house from my parents on the first floor and regularly had encounters with a ghost in that home. And so I've always been fascinated. And when I found out that ghost hunting was a thing, I about lost my mind. I was so excited. That, <laughs> oh my God, cool. Now it's not just stories from a kid. I can go and try to figure out what this was and have more experiences and, yeah. and just kind of jumped off the deep end. So did you end up going back to the house that you grew up in? Okay. That's a wild story. So, okay. <laughs> so, um, my grandfather, who lives up there, passed away a few years ago. And we were in town. I said to my parents, we're close to that old house, right? I want to go back and, and just even drive by it. And they were hesitant. They were freaking out a little bit. And we ended up driving by and, and saw the house and had this flood of memories. And I said, okay, let's go a step further. I'm going to walk and knock on their door and ask them, you know, it's my childhood home. I grew up here. Can I walk around outside a little bit. So I did. Um, the lady who owned it opened the door. She said, absolutely. And then she goes, well, do you, do you want to come inside? And I thought, oh my God, I, I'm either going to get murdered by some weirdo serial killer, or this is the <laughs> nicest lady in the world. So we did, we went in, we walked around that second floor. I had all my experiences. She had completely locked, barred off. I, I mean, you, you couldn't even get there. I asked her to go up there. She was very hesitant about it, but let me, um, so I could walk around where all these experiences happened. And, um, when everybody else left, I, I caught her and I said, Hey, I just, I know this is kind of weird, but you ever experience anything weird here? And she goes, you mean ghosts? I went, I mean, yeah, yeah. And she's like, Oh, do I have stories to tell you? 
Well, she's having all kinds of stuff happen there too, just like we did. And so she's locked off the entire second floor thinking that that's going to keep the ghosts locked up there and they would quit bothering her. So I haven't, I haven't talked to her since. I don't know if the locking worked or not. I'm sure that totally took care of it. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm ghosts sure that I'm sure they, re- they respect the boundary. Right. <laughs> right. How do you find ghosts? What tools do you guys use? Like machines, tools, like what is EVP? Like, is there a machine for that or a tool for that? Well, there, yes, there is. There's all kinds of gadgets out there that do different things. Lots of different boxes with lights and sounds and um, just a bunch of gadgets. Really the best tool we always tell people is yourself. Hmm. You know, you go into a haunted location and you feel things and you hear things and you see things and you feel sensations on your body and touches and stuff like that. Um, Outside of that, so you mentioned EVPs. What we do is we take digital voice recorders, like the things you used in, you know, college to record the lectures. Mm -hmm. And um, those will pick up voices that you can't hear with your ears, but you go back later and listen to the recording and you'll hear a ghost voice. You'll hear somebody that had actually responded to a question you asked and you didn't actually hear it with your ears. And the theory is, is that these digital voice recorders record on frequencies that we can't hear with our ears. Uh And so they're able to pick up, you know, those ghostly voices. So there's, we, we've been doing this for a hundred years now. We've been all over the country, the scariest places in the world. And, and I can still tell you when I go back and listen to recordings and I hear clear as day voice talking to me through that recorder, yeah, I, it's like being a kid on Christmas morning. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's just as exciting now, you know, as it was seven, eight years ago when we first started doing this. So sometimes do you have, do you sit there when you're listening to like an EVP, like a playback, sometimes will you have to sit there through like an hour of recording until you get to a voice or? Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. So So it's a lot of patience. Yeah. Oh yes. 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 So just even, even doing ghost hunting takes a lot of patience. When you watch a TV show, it's you know, a week worth of them filming, investigating that is chopped down to 40 minutes. Yeah. And so you get the most exciting parts, but there's times when, you know, we'll just be sitting in a a location talking to the walls for hours and, you know, and nothing happens. And then after investigations, we have to go back and listen to, and, and we like to use, we don't just use one recorder. We have, oh my gosh, we probably have 25 of them. And we use most of them when we're doing an investigation. We'll just cover a place in these recorders and record for hours and hours and hours. And you have to go back and listen to it. And you may listen to, you know, 12 hours of a recording, not catch a dang thing. um, All in the hopes of kind of getting that one voice here and there. Yeah. So like, what kinds of things are you asking? Like, are you asking them questions? You are, you are asking them questions. Um, one thing that I think is pretty cool about us, and I think it's part of um, that mental health experience. Yeah, is, which I want to hear more about that too, by the way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
um, is that, you know, a lot of people will ask the same questions over and over. Is there anybody here with us? Can you make a noise? Can you knock on the wall? I, I feel like one thing our team does really well is we get more in depth with trying to get that information. Shannon is the historian on the team. So before we go to location, she just researches the heck out of it and puts together a research report for us. So we've got names, dates, and you know who died in the house? Where did they die? What were the circumstances? So that we've got questions of substance to be able to ask. And then that, that mental health piece. So I'm a licensed therapist. Um, I've been doing therapy for 15 plus years. Unfortunately, I don't, well, I, unfortunately or fortunately, I don't do therapy anymore. I'm a yeah. director for a mental health center. Um, and then Ed, who's on the team is a private practice licensed therapist. Okay. And so just what we do all day, we talk to people and ask them questions. <laughs> you yeah, know, it's yeah. kind of, we're, we're paid professional question askers. So it's not much different for us when we're on an investigation to be able to get straight into kind of the meat and potatoes of, um, you know, what's your story? What happened? Yeah. Why are you still here? What can we do to help? I mean, there's, it's just, it really lends itself to, um, getting more in depth on our, on our ghost hunts. Interesting. So it's almost like, so it's almost like it's like therapy for ghosts. In a weird way. Kind of. Well, seriously, I'm like, I've never thought about it. I mean, really, I feel like it's like you're doing therapy on the ghosts because they are there. They're trying to communicate something they're not able to. And so you're trying to help them communicate what they want to say. I, that, I've never thought of it like that, but you, I mean, that you hit the nail on the head. That's, ex- that's exactly what it is. Um, ghosts tend to, to remain in places for a reason. Okay. And, and I was, I was, that was another question that kind of popped into my head is like, are they everywhere or are they like, why are they somewhere that they are? I, are, are they everywhere? If I had to take an educated guess, I would say yes. Okay. Why so like, are, yeah. Why are some places haunted? Like like here at my home, um, right now, knock on wood, there's nothing here. Okay. <laughs> I hope my wife doesn't listen to this. <laughs> She's gonna get mad at me. There there's nothing here. Why is there nothing here yeah. that I go drive to Independence, Missouri to the Vale Mansion and I'm getting stuff there? Yeah. Right. I, yeah. that's, that's kind of the ultimate question. That's something that we continue to try to figure out. I, I can tell you, so there's, there's a spirit at Vale mansion named Sophia Vale. She was the original owner of the house. Um, she actually passed away in the house from a morphine overdose. Okay. And nobody knows she, she had a prescription for morphine. She was battling stomach cancer. Um, so it could have been an accident. She also was ostracized kind of from society because they had a nude cherub painted in their house. They were in love with European culture yeah. and art and they had this new cherub painted and this was Victorian times. And that was a huge no, no. Huh. Um, what and year, so what year was this that she, this was, Oh gosh, you're going to ask me specific year. Like it was, decades? it was late 1800s, mid, okay. mid to late okay. 1800s. Okay. okay. Um, 
So anyways, and then her husband had to be gone for months on end. He was on trial for possibly defrauding the federal government was in New York City for months. So she was also very lonely. Yeah. So you could build a case for, well, maybe, maybe this was, she completed suicide in the home. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we just don't know. We can speculate all we want. We don't know. Now, we've gotten Sophia to talk to us on several occasions. And each time we've gotten her talking to us, we've asked her. Sophia, was, was this an accident or did you do this on purpose? And every time she has responded, accident. So while that's not like documented historical fact, sure. you know, for what we do, we feel confident in saying she passed away from an accidental overdose. Yeah. She's told us that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So when she's answered that, is that like, do you ask mostly yes or no questions or do you ask like, is it, so it's like a, a multiple choice or is this like an we, open-ended? It's open-ended. It's okay. open-ended. You, so they can like say whatever they want to say. It's not just yes or no. Yes. And for us, as I respond, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, can and you elaborate? Us, yeah, right. <laughs> um, for us, we prefer the open-ended. I, yeah. I can ask yes or no, and then I listen to recording or we use this thing called a spirit box that helps us to more real-time communicate. And maybe I hear a yes, because I'm expecting to hear a yes. Yeah. It, it's easy for my brain to play that trick on me. Whereas if I ask an open-ended question, um, this is going to be super basic, but you know, Hey, Sophia, what was your favorite color? Now I need to hear a color rather than just a yes or no. Um, I'm, I'm looking for more of a complicated response back to me. Yeah. So I know that it's real. Okay. So Elijah, thinking about the different ghosts that you communicated with, are they, since we're amateurs at this topic, are they all from, mm-hmm. uh, are any of them like scary or hostile or are some of them like friendly? Do they have different personalities? Like what do you encounter? Yeah. So what are, is, is cursing allowed? Uh, yeah. Well, you may be our first one. Go ahead. Go do it. All right. Well, I'm going to break it's a mom crowd. <laughs> do it. <laughs> oh, then it's fine. Then it's fine. Yes. So, I, I mean, if you think about it, ghosts are just, they're just people without a body. Yeah. Right. Everybody's got a different personality. If you are friendly and nice in life, you're friendly, and nice in death. If you're an asshole in life, you're an yeah. asshole in death. So yeah. again, you watch a lot of TV shows and they really play up this evil, malevolent, demonic, mm-hmm. you know, it makes people watch the show, but it's not, you're not really getting accurate depiction. There's a difference between this ghost is an asshole and this ghost is evil. Okay. So okay. We, we, we've run into a lot of jerks. <laughs> well, I, mean, I, I don't know why. We're still trying to figure this out. But everywhere we go, these, these ghosts love Ed. They ask for Ed, even if he's not there with us. Where is uh-huh. Ed? This just happened a couple weeks ago. Where is Ed? They're, they want to know where Ed is. And they're always cussing me out. Oh, that's really so interesting. Yeah, they're always extra mean to me and super nice to Ed. So I, I don't you know gotta, if I should you, be you gotta, you gotta concerned. You got to just bring Ed. 
Yeah, you got to bring it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, what um what have you guys found to be? Give us like your top three most haunted places in Kansas City. Like, where do you feel like there's the most activity going on, like all the time? Okay, top three in Kansas City. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go kind of wider. Yeah, you Kansas can go out. You can go out a little bit. Area. So, top three: Vale Mansion and Independence is definitely the top one. Okay. Um, if anybody, even just going for a history tour. You, you have to go and see this place. I mean, it's gorgeous. It was on a, a TV show on the travel channel called haunted towns. And the cast were just ecstatic. They were like, I this actually looks like a haunted house. Like what you'd see at Disney. Um, but it's insanely active. I mean, I can tell you who's there, where they're at, how to get them to interact. Um, just constant great activity there. The other ones, let's see, you wanted three. So let's go. I just threw out the number three. You, you pick. I'm just thinking like, you know, when you say like the most haunted places in Kansas City, like which ones pop into your head first? Yeah. So Vail, so Vail Mansion in Independence, the Belvoir Winery okay. in Liberty, Missouri. And then I would have to say, I'm going to go a little further away. I would have okay. to say the McIntyre Villa, which is in Atchison. Okay. Interesting. Um, yeah, right. those two are fantastic. But there's great haunted places all over town. There's the John Warnell House, the Alexander Majors Home, oh, yeah. um, the Dillingham Lewis House in Blue Springs. Oh, gosh, I didn't even mention that one. That one is insane. <laughs> do all these places Ooh. do, like, events and tours, or are some of these just, like, your team goes there because you know that it's a, a hopping place for the ghosts? All of the ones I've mentioned do events. Okay. Um, and I can tell you, let's see. I know McIntyre, Belvoir, I believe so. Vale for sure. And Dillingham Lewis and New Springs will all have events throughout October. So if anybody's in a spooky mood and feeling brave, I would uh, definitely suggest checking those out. Yeah. So Elijah, on that note, do you think, like as somebody who might be skeptical of paranormal activity, do you think everybody is capable of feeling and hearing these things you're describing? Or do you think it's just... Oh, yeah. Okay. No, yeah, 100%. 100%. We, we have, over the years, we put on paranormal events also. And we'll have people come that go, you know what, I don't buy this crap, but my yeah. wife made me come. Or <laughs> I don't buy this crap, my buddy just made me come. And uh -huh. I, I love it. I uh -huh. absolutely love skeptics. And what I always say is it, it's easy to be a skeptic when you haven't experienced anything yes. yet. Yes. Um, it's true for a you, lot of things. It is. It is. And I, kinda like it doesn't offend like me at all. Kind of like parenthood. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's a whole other show, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I, know. I feel like I, I live have, in a haunted house all the time. But I don't uh, think I have three teenage daughters. There. Oh, oh. So my life is live, live, live in a nightmare. <laughs> yes. I'm being punished for something. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. So we have a couple questions from listeners. If you wouldn't mind answering. Um, somebody asked off Instagram, share your scariest experience you've had in Kansas city. 
scariest experience or just one that like really like stands out like do you get scared or is this so like just every day for you now that you're like nah there's another one you know okay let me say this yes i still i still do get scared at times it takes a lot more to do it than it did you know when we first started um but it still happens i more often than not it's more startled than scared sure um we just we just uh, filmed an episode up in Michigan at a an old battleship, oh. and this is rare. I'm the one on the team that they make do the scary stuff and go to scary places. Um, but there was a room on that ship I wouldn't go to by myself. Really? And this was just a few months ago. So why would you not go there? Like, how did you know that? It was terrifying. I, and it's and one of the things that's hard to describe in a format like a podcast is yeah. it's not just the experience, it's the feelings that come with it. Okay. So when I tell you my scary story, I, I mean, there's an experience and things to share, but it's the feeling that was associated. Yeah. The, there's this, it's, it's like terror. I can't, I shouldn't be here. Something's trying to get me. And it's just very unnerving and hard to explain. So on that ship, that was, that was one of them, but that's Michigan. So um, in Kansas city. So one of the first times we investigated the Vale mansion, um, we had two of us down in the basement and there's, it's kind of this odd setup. There's these four rooms that are all connected. It's almost like a circle of rooms. And we set up in the first room and put, you know, some of our boxes and gear and stuff out. We're asking questions. And all of a sudden, we get this feeling of just sheer terror. Something's in this room. We're not supposed to be here. We have to go. This is going to end badly kind of feeling. Mm -hmm. So we grab our stuff. We move to the next room. Um, We set it up in there. Feels totally fine. We ask questions a couple minutes in. All of a sudden... Boom, here comes that feeling. I, I, I mean, so it's like was, night and day different. So like all, okay, how many people were, were you with? Two? There was two of us down oh, there. Oh, two yeah. of you guys. Okay, so you guys both have that same like. We both at the exact, wow. I mean, you, you knew, you knew. Yeah. Both at the exact same time, we'd say something to each other. So then we'd pick our stuff up, we'd go to the third room, we'd go to the fourth room, we'd go to the first. I mean, we just kept going. And whatever this was, would, was following us around. Yeah. I mean, it was a solid 30, 40 minutes of this thing following us. We go to the next room, feel fine. And then boom, all of a sudden it hits you and you're terrified and you got to move. Did you guys so, talk to that one? We were trying to, we weren't getting responses, just yeah. getting that feeling. There's that feeling. Yeah. So we make a couple of laps and we're in the third, third out of fourth room. No, I'm sorry. Fourth out of the four rooms. And we're standing there and we're just kind of looking into the very first room where we started and we're standing there and we, we both at the same time go, Oh my God. And we point into the room and we look at each other. Did you see that? Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. Did you see that? And you look back and it's gone. We run upstairs. We go to two separate rooms. We tell two separate people and describe in detail what we saw and then let them come back and confirm and the reason we did that, we didn't want to influence each other. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I saw. No, yeah, that's what I saw. Yeah. So they came back and they confirmed we saw the exact thing. We're standing there. We're looking in the other room. All of a sudden, straight ahead of us, 
we see a young man and, and it's what we call a full body dapper. This is the Holy grail. Okay. Everybody say that again. It's a full, a full body, what? A full bodied apparition. Oh, full bodied apparition. Interesting. So like head to toe, like what does it look like? To, it, it, it's a person. It's just a person. So it looks like, I mean, it's okay. solid, it's solid, see details. It, it's a full on person. And like, like any, like, um, like glow, like I'm trying to, imagine. no glow, no, no glow, no just glow. like it's a just, person standing in the just room. Just like you and I, a person standing there has mass, it's firm, it's, you know, wow. I, I'm, it's a person. Yeah. So we both see this. It's a, we describe the same thing. Young man short, dark hair, a dark t-shirt on. And this time we didn't see him from the waist down, but it's because it was dark in the basement. Um, and you just couldn't see. And what he did was raised kind of his arms up like he was flexing at us, puffed his chest out and started rocking back and forth. Okay. So if you put this story together, this guy didn't want us in the basement. He was chasing us around and around trying to intimidate us and get us to, to leave. And when that didn't work, he finally got so mad that he showed himself to us and trying to freak you, know, you out and get you out, trying to freak you out and get you out. I'm sure as hell it worked because we left, because <laughs> we, we left the basement. So <laughs> it worked. Yeah. Um, fast forward several months later, we had an event going on there and I get a call at three in the morning from the guy running the event. And he's freaking out. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. And I'm thinking, Oh, please tell me you didn't burn the place down. Yeah. He goes, Elijah, you're not going to believe this. We had 15 people all in that one room in the basement. We saw one of the guests walk through the doorway across the room and disappear in the wall. And I went, what? What do you mean a guest? Is He's like, we all thought it was a guest. I mean, it would look like a real person. I said, what do you look like? Short, dark hair, early twenties, short, uh, dark t-shirt on and jeans. And just walked across the wall and disappeared into the, or walked across the room and disappeared into the wall. It was the same guy. So same guy, same, same guy. guy. Did you know his name? Like, we that are, that's, we're trying to figure it out. Okay. He hasn't told us. We don't know. Yeah. Is he being he nicer? Doesn't... No, he's not <laughs> at all. He's got, he's got some um, attitude. He's got attitude. We actually had an event a couple of weeks ago. We had the cast of, TV show Ghost Hunters were in town. Oh, yeah. And they were doing a celebrity event, and we had a group in the basement. Um, I happened to be down there with them, and the entire group saw him. Again, it was the next room over, not in the same room, but they saw him standing there, and he was blocking out the light of a window, and everybody saw him at the same time. They all described exactly what he looked like, how he was moving, and I went in the room to find him, and nobody was there. So, Elijah, is a ghost capable, like that, this guy, is he capable of, like, causing physical harm, or is it just the feelings of terror that is, like, the worst that can happen? Um, that, that's, that's a tough question to answer. I think different people would say different things. For us, we've never experienced... Uh, I'm not sure how to answer that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not sure how to answer that. Can, can they pick you up and throw you across the room? Like you see in the movies? No, yeah. we've never experienced that. Right. Yeah. We have been, we've been touched. We've been scratched. Yeah. Um, 
I've been scratched hard enough that it was, you know, beating blood. It wasn't pouring blood, but it was yeah. beating a little bit like yeah. the dog scratches you. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, I would call that physical harm. Yes. Uh, it's not painful. My, my oldest daughter does this with us. She's been slapped. But now when I say slapped, um, it's not what you think with the, you know, whoosh. it's, we were sitting in a jail cell. The story in this jail cell is a, a guy killed a young boy in the middle of winter and stole his blanket. And, uh, my daughter, as smart as she is, makes dumb decisions sometimes and chose to run her mouth at this guy. Who are you to do this? Why don't you pick on somebody your own size? You big jerk. I mean, there's more to it, but you get the gist. Uh-huh. All of a sudden she goes, oh man, my face is burning. And this was February. It was like 20 degrees in the place. Yeah. My face is just burning, burning. It's getting hotter and hotter. So I go in there and shine a light. We got a picture somewhere I have to find, but you can see fingerprints on her face. Wow. Um, and it's red, the outline of red fingerprints, like she had been slapped. So, um, you know, there's things like that. Did it, did it hurt? It didn't hurt. Her face just felt warm. Yeah, sure, sure. But there were fingerprints on her face. Now, I, I've also experienced having, um, I had two ghosts attach and come home with me from an investigation once. No way. And they get in your trunk. I'm not entirely sure how that works. It's more yeah. of, I don't know, a physical, spiritual attachment. Yeah. Um, but they came home with me and we got, I, I've never been so sick in my life. I was like bedridden for a week and a half. I was out of work for two weeks. I mean, it was, I wouldn't wish it on your worst enemy. And I thought, man, this is weird. And while I was sick, we started having stuff happen in the house. Even my wife, who's more on the skeptical side, you know, heard this man, saw him walking around our house. Oh my gosh. Um, and come to find out that's actually a common story is when something attaches to you, you you end up sick. Huh. That's really interesting. So, I mean, so there's that kind of flip side. Now that was a special, we were in a pretty, pretty rough place. Had a really rough history. It was very active. And that was the one time everybody that does this, does something to protect themselves. It doesn't really matter what it is. It just matters that you believe that it works. Sure, um, sure. And, and so for us, we always say a prayer. At the end of every investigation as a team, we just say a prayer. Hey, any you know lines of communication we open, please close them. Anything trying to attach, you know, protect it. Just, just kind of stuff like that. That was the one time in seven, eight years we've been doing this that we did not say a prayer after we left. Huh. And then boom, this happened. So interesting. Is it open door? Yeah, I don't know. It was very, it was a very so weird experience. Yeah. Oh my god. Don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody this, but those ghosts are still in that house. I think we moved. <laughs> we moved, and I think you didn't, still you didn't disclose that along with like your radon or your that. roof problem. I hope that's not illegal. <laughs> I know. Um, oh my gosh, Elijah. I think like we could hear these stories all day long, literally. So fascinating. Elijah, thank you so much for your time. Um, you've been yeah. so much fun. It's just fascinating. Where can our listeners connect with you? Follow, connect, and we'll, again, we'll put all this in our show notes as well. 
Yes, absolutely. So uh, Googling Apex Paranormal, you'll find everything. But specifically, we are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, and you just look up Apex Paranormal, you'll see us. You'll see us on there. YouTube, of course. And then our website is theapexparanormal.com. So T-H-E, theapexparanormal.com. All the events um, that we do throughout the year, the celebrity events, the stuff we've got coming in October, it's all on our website. You can find ticket links on there. And um, yeah, I, awesome. if, if your listeners... Get on Facebook. If anybody wants to say hi, message us. We answer yes. all the messages and comments. We love interacting with people. And, um, you know, this is, is an absolute passion of ours. And so we love sharing that with anybody that's interested. Yeah, I think we'll have, I think we're going to have some fellow ghost lovers reaching out. That would be awesome. <laughs> Thank you so, so, so much, Eliza. We, we really appreciate you. This has been yeah, thank, really, really thank you guys for letting me blabber for a little bit. Yeah, sure. Thanks for your time. Oh, man, Sarah, I don't even know where to begin. That was so much to dissect. So much to dissect, to digest, to ponder. Um, I feel like that that conversation could have gone on for hours and hours and I would still have more questions. Yeah, I was, I mean, so many questions, but, um, I was really interested to hear about the prayer they do at the end. And I wish we would have had time Mm -hmm. to hear more about that because, you know, for me trying to wrestle with the idea of if people go to heaven, if we believe souls mm-hmm. go to heaven, if that's what mm-hmm. your belief is, mm-hmm. then why would a soul or a spirit stay? Yes, stay. Uh-huh. Like, do some go to heaven and some stay to haunt? Or, I don't know. Choose your adventure. I guess. After death. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really interesting one. I thought the prayer um, piece was very interesting, and I wish we could have asked him more about that um, for sure. Um I wanted to know how much all the stuff costs, yeah. all the EVP readers, all the machines that they bring. And I also was thinking like, is this stuff that they have to upgrade all the time? Is this like, oh man, the new, or where do you buy it? Talk like machine came out. Yeah. Where do you go buy it? Like micro shack, micro reader. What's it called? <laughs> micro center. No. Best buy. Amazon. <laughs> Probably Amazon. I feel like you can find everything on oh Amazon. Gosh, I'm totally going on Amazon. I'm going to see if I can buy an EVP reader. Um, no, but I'm just legitimately curious. I'm like, if it breaks, do you fix it yourself or do you take it to somebody? Well, we, we talked to him offline about his wife and how she is a skeptic. Yes. But she must just be, she sounds like she's super supportive of her husband's passion. Yes. And I think, I think that's really cool. I think it's very cool and very, um, can totally relate to that. I feel like everybody in every relationship, there's something that your significant other is into that you maybe could do without. Yes. For some, it's baseball. For, For some, some, it's, it's hunting. You know what? Whatever. Well, since Megan and I have not had our own paranormal experiences, we would love to hear yours. And we will share those on our Instagram mm-hmm. stories this month. And so you can respond 
in our Instagram stories, we will post a question or you can email us at kcmcpodcast at gmail.com. And we would love to hear and we'd love to hear if you attend any of these events and what your experiences are. Yes, we would love, love, love to hear about that. Uh, Let's see. Okay, what's next? What's next? So every episode, we're going to do something that we're really excited about called What We're Loving in Kansas City Right Now. And we're going to share, this is another area we would love to hear from you from time to time as well, what you're really loving. Sarah's going to share something she's loving, and I'm going to share something I'm loving. Uh, So Sarah, what is something that you are loving in Kansas City right now? So we do Casey Curbside Glass Recycling. And this is a company that started a few years ago. Um, I think it's a small business, but they kind of fill in that gap between your trash companies recycling and since you can't put your glass in there. And so it's only $10 a month and they come twice a month. They give you a um, plastic bin to put all your glass recycling in and they pick it up at your curb. And so they do um, a lot of areas in the metro. So that's an easy way. It kind of eliminates that errand of mm-hmm. going to drop off your glass and it's good for mm-hmm. the environment. Mm-hmm. Or you can be like our house and have a Tupperware, whatever these things are called, storage bin outside in your garage that has 50,000 bottles that are piling and falling onto the floor, causing glass hazard for your children. So sign up for <laughs> Kansas, City, Kansas City curbside glass recycling. That's really cool. Um, my favorite thing right now that I'm loving in Kansas City is taking advantage of all you Chiefs fans out there that stay home to watch the games. And I go to all the stores that you're not going to. They're peaceful. They're quiet. There are no Chiefs fans to be found. Um, I don't want to say I'm not a Chiefs fan, but I'm just not a football football person. Um, don't stop listening to the podcast. I have lots of other great qualities. <laughs> but being a football enthusiast is just not one of my characteristics. So I love being out and about and doing my errands during the Chiefs games. And you should too, if that is not something at the top of your list. So what you have to look forward to our next episode, we have an awesome, awesome, awesome next episode coming. We're going to be interviewing Joni Wickham. Um, She was Sly James, uh, Kansas City, Missouri's mayor's chief of staff for eight years and has been in leadership and politics um, forever. She's going to be visiting with us about the importance of civic involvement and especially for women and us as moms. So we don't want you to miss that. Um, it's such a great conversation and she was just so delightful to, to talk with and so down to earth. So we will catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you again for spending part of your day with us. We would love for you to share this podcast with other Kansas City moms, as well as rate and review, as this helps others find us. We would also love to hear from you, whether it's to share what you loved about today's episode, an idea for a future topic, or just to tell us how you're doing. We are here for you. You can email us anytime at kcmcpodcast at gmail.com. See you next time on another episode of Kansas City Momcast.